Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, your host, and my podcast is dedicated to you, my listeners, to help you discover and live in life-giving truth and enjoy all the hope truth provides. And if ever there was a time when the entire world was desperately searching for truth and the hope truth provides, it's been these past couple of years. If you've listened to this podcast before, then you know I earnestly seek the Lord to help me research to find the truth that I can bring to this podcast to help us all in these exceedingly dark and evil days. Once the announcement of COVID-19 was made and the government began ordering masks, social distancing, lockdowns, and more, and we started experiencing censorship from the media, we finally began waking up and realizing the many things that just don't make sense. And in these past 22 months or so, the entire world has been subjected to loss of freedoms and infringement upon our God-given rights imposed upon us by entities and individuals we once trusted and held in high regard. More and more people are waking up and starting to see much of what has been mocked as conspiracy theory has in fact been proven to be true and a bona fide conspiracy. Yet, at the same time, the more truth is revealed, the more difficult it is for people to wrap their heads around. We have widespread cognitive dissonance, meaning many people are still unable to believe what they are learning is actually true. It's exceedingly far worse than we could have ever imagined, and while we look for truth from the sources we have trusted for years, we continue to come up short. Through an organized effort, Censorship of the truth is radically applied in mainstream media and social media outlets especially. Yet we know, Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Therefore, we must diligently seek truth no matter how difficult. We need to align ourselves with newfound trustworthy sources to expand our abilities to know what is true and what is not. So I want to thank you for trusting me as one of your sources for discovering truth. Today's program is one of the more difficult in terms of the information that must be presented in our quest for truth. And I warn you ahead of time, you'll need to ask Holy Spirit to help you lay aside your usual grid for understanding and listen with extra discernment to recognize truth I bring today and adjust your previous conclusions accordingly. I also encourage you to share this podcast with your friends and family to help them hear, learn, and live in truth. Today, I'll be presenting information from my interview with Karen Kingston, former Pfizer employee, currently an analyst for the pharmaceutical and medical device industry, about her findings regarding the content of the so-called vaccines from the actual patent documents. You'll be able to hear in her voice the seriousness and the weight of responsibility she has found herself in for the sake of humanity. Today's podcast will be part one of a three-part focus I'm developing to be as much of help as possible for you and your loved ones at this time. So today, we'll learn about the actual content, technology, and intentions of the so-called vaccines. With the next podcast, we'll meet with Brad Dacus, a constitutional law attorney and founder of Pacific Justice Institute, on the topic of employer-mandated vaccines. And if I can also get Attorney Thomas Rins to weigh in on that show, I will. With the second show in this series, I want to provide you with as much information as possible to help you legally avoid getting the jab. And knowing some are facing deadlines before that podcast will post, 
be sure to look in the show notes with this episode of Faith to Live By. You'll find links to available legal help with this podcast show notes. Then the third in the series, we'll hear from Dr. Brian Artis and other doctors about what you can do to protect your health, especially if you or a loved one has already taken the jab. And again, knowing your needs may require help now rather than waiting until the third podcast posts, be sure to look in the show notes for this podcast to learn of doctors providing treatments post-inoculation. To repeat, the three parts starts today with learning the content, technology, and intent for vaccines. Then next week, we'll be learning what legal remedies you have to avoid taking the jab. Then the following week, we'll learn about what can be done to restore health for those who have already taken the jab. Share this podcast with your friends and family so they can also get help they need and find the hope God has available for us today, regardless how things seem. Before I start today's program, I want you to grab a pencil and paper or your handheld device, and I would like you to notate your response to this question. What is the primary concern or question I have regarding the worldwide push to have people accept the so-called COVID-19 vaccine. The response for each of us will be very different, but I ask you to identify the one issue that gives you the greatest concern in these present times. And I want you to keep that in mind as I share. And then at the conclusion of this podcast, if your concern has not been sufficiently alleviated, I want you to email me at faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com and let me know what remains an issue for you. I promise to not only pray for you, but to reply to your concern either directly via email or with researched content in future shows to address what's on your heart. I truly am here to be your advocate in Christ Jesus. Now, if you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about one of my sponsors who can help you with your financial goals. If you haven't called him already, my question to you is, why haven't you? Ed Torres is a team member with the Financial Advisory Practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, who can help you with your future financial goals. Ask Ed Torres about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach to see if you're prepared for your financial future. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, understands your goals, and they provide personalized advice to help you reach them. Call Edward Torres at 949-250-3210. Offices located at 2600 Michelson Drive, Suite 1460, Irvine, California, 92612. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. The investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. You don't have to be in California to consider working with Ed. They're licensed in many states, so I'll have a link to his website in the show notes, and I encourage you to contact him for a free consultation. And keep in mind, I recommend Ed because of the personal experience my husband and I have had with him as our financial advisor. Now, let's start with Karen Kingston's research that has brought the actual contents of the so-called vaccines to the light of truth. As mentioned, Karen is a former Pfizer employee currently an analyst for the pharmaceutical and medical device industry with a unique set of skills in that she analyzes intellectual property and the legal landscape for physicians, pharma, and consumers. Additionally, she is a scientific writer and does clinical analysis. Karen is a highly educated and intelligent woman who's come forth to reveal her findings on various so-called vaccines 
for COVID-19. If you or a loved one has already had the jab, this may be difficult for you to hear, but I'd rather you be uncomfortable in hearing the truth than deceived and living a lie. If you've had the jab, you are not without help, which I mentioned earlier and I'll address in weeks to come, but there is also information for you in today's podcast show notes. Here's my interview with Karen. So Karen Kingston, I'm so glad you're with me on this podcast. You have got some very specific information that I want my audience to know about. But before we get into that, would you just tell my audience a little bit about yourself, please? Sure. Thanks for having me, Pamela. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, I have a 25 years experience in the pharma, med device, biotech industry. Started off in sales, uh, went on to the marketing agency side, had my own agency for several years. And then I've been an independent um, strategic consultant and analyst. So companies bring me in to basically go through through data. I do everything from portfolio analysis for strategic business units. So deciding what products we're going to continue or discontinue based on IP landscape. IP stands for intellectual property and market opportunity to um, messaging. You know, what companies can and cannot say is based on basically two things, what they filed with the FDA and uh, Title Code uh, 21 uh, USC from, from the FDA regulations. And then uh, other basic um, Consumer Protection Acts and HIPAA and whatnot. Yes, that's what I do for a living. I have a, a unique skill set. I always joke. I say I, I read so my clients don't have to. So go through hundreds, if not thousands of pages of information and data and then summarize it in a short PowerPoint presentation for them to present to their boards or doctors. I'm also a scientific writer, too. Okay. Well, I know that before we actually started our recording, you were talking about your awareness of a March 2020 vaccine rollout and how that impacted you personally. Would you share a little bit about that, please? Sure. In the industry, it's all a game of chess. So you can tell by the news and messaging what the next move is going to be. So in March, when you could only go see a doctor or hospital if you thought you had COVID and they limited the testing that was available to people, I knew that they were driving up the contract fatality rate to make it seem like it was more deadly than it was. So I knew we were being set up to roll out a vaccine. Um, and keep in mind, the other areas of the world, you were able to get testing going through drive throughs at 7-Elevens while we didn't have testing in the United States. So that, that made no sense. So I knew we were being set up. When they talked about warp speed, I thought an accelerated rollout. Uh, I thought January 2023 would be when they would announce when a vaccine would be ready. Definitely my, my jaw dropped when I realized that they were going to be ready in December 2020. So I knew this was unprecedented, reckless, and unsafe for the American people. And for our children. And then you indicated that originally the injections were being given to people at the age 85. Isn't that right? Yeah, the, the rollout originally was 85 and older, and then it was 75 and older, and then 65 and older. And my, my mother's in her 80s. Her doctor kept pushing for her to be vaccinated. And I got to a point where I wrote my mom a note saying that her daughter won't let her get vaccinated. And sadly, my mother called me crying one day because she was going to see her doctor for a sinus infection. And her doctor, just a couple years older than me, had passed from the vaccine. Uh, I think they said it was cardiac arrest, but very healthy young uh, woman. So when they announced, uh, they authorized on May 10th of this year that they were going to inject children as young as 5 to 12 years old. I, I quoted that scripture, you know, if anyone causes these little ones to stumble, it's better a millstone be tied around their neck and they drown to the deepest level of the sea. So I really felt a weight on my heart to do what I do for a living, but to do it to protect God's children, if you will. Mm -hmm. And you found the actual patents for the vaccines. Can you talk about that, please? 
Yeah. So as I was going through the FDA filings and was studying mRNA, again, we're all new to this. It's not something that was well known in the public. I knew um, just because of my work, some of the work I did at Thermo Fisher, I knew that this gain of function was a new term that people brought out. It's, it's called chim- chimeric viral uh, research. And so I found the studies that were done in conjunction with the NIH and Wuhan Institute of Virology, as well as, you know, University of North Carolina and different, um, and MIT and Harvard and uh, University of Texas, Austin. There was a number of studies that were done in collaboration with the People's Republic of China. So I found those, they were alarming. Uh, they showed chimeric viruses using coronaviruses, uh, bat coronaviruses and human coronaviruses merged with monkey HIV, human HIV, really alarming stuff. I, through that search, using an abandoned spider bot, um, I found the world patent for Moderna's, um, which is world patent number 2020-160397. And it was granted on in August of 2020. When I read this patent, I realized it was a bioweapon. Mm. And um, I cried for all of God's children because, you know, not only are there highly deadly formulations in here that can be made, you know, from injecting people with chemotherapy to inflammatory substances like cytokines and whatnot. But there's a section that talks about the creation of triple helix DNA, which is not of the plant or animal kingdom, and Hmm. it's not of God. Okay, so it's a manufactured substance? There's no such thing as triple helix DNA in that God. God has not made triple helix DNA. We have 46 chromosomes, and they're all double helix. That's what makes up the human genome. There's single helix and double helix creatures on this earth. So a triple helix DNA does not exist in God's kingdom. And so what did that tell you, having discovered that? What's the interpretation of that? That this was um, demonic and that it's an attack on God's children and that these scientists in their labs figured out the human genome. They figured out the mind of God, how God created man, and they decided to play God. So they were playing their part on their father, which is Satan. So that's what it told me. So very clearly with the patents that you've discovered and learning about the contents, you see that this is genocide? Um, It's a combination of genocide, transhumanism, and Satan can only uh, deceive and then he steals and destroys. He cannot create. So it's marking God's children to create a new spawn. That's what the triple helix is. And certainly as I, as you, we all know, the enemy of God wants to harm anything that's important to God. And by harming us who are made in his image, that would be one of his primary targets, right? His primary target would be to harm God's children and to mark God's children as his spawn Mm -hmm. and to enslave God's children um, to hell. So a different patent that I found talks about that this is an enslavement obedience platform. But if you go through all the patents under the Moderna website, they have on their website, specific to these vaccines, it's U.S. patent number 10703789, and it is for the lipid nanoparticles to secrete the spike proteins. If you go through that patent, they specifically call out, and there's probably more. I have, it's 248 pages. I haven't gone through all of it. There's four advanced artificial intelligence technologies that are in there, including Quantum Dot. Mm. So um, this is to create basically a connection of humans to artificial intelligence and a server. 
Mm -hmm. um, I'm in the Southern California area. A lot of this research has been done at a UC Irvine, both in the cybersecurity, artificial intelligence division, as well as their genetic um, research lab. So the concept is that you will never die. Your consciousness will be uploaded to a server. And they think that's a cool thing. That to me is hell. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can tell, Karen, that this is weighing very heavy on you. And I know that you're being hounded by a lot of people wanting to understand what you've uncovered. What would you like to say to my audience to encourage them at this point and maybe any action items that you would have us take? I think um, we all played a role in this betrayal. Um, we turned our hearts and our minds to our devices, the smart technologies, our phones, and we turned them away from God and our family to some extent instead of spending time in the word and in connecting with one another. You know, we were given two commandments to keep our minds and hearts focused on God and to love God with all of our heart and all of our minds. And I think everyone failed at that. And then to love each other as we love ourselves. So ask for forgiveness if you don't know how the Lord's Prayer is a way to start. The hope is the quantum dot teslaphoresis is based on something called a Bohr particle. The Bohr particle is smaller than the size between a nucleus and electron and atom. And it's based on the observer effect. So it can only be brought into existence. This is part of what's in the vaccines. It can only be brought into existence by what you focus on. You have to look for it. So when I think it was Klaus Schwab said, this is our God versus your God, this observer effect, Bohr particle is quantum mechanics definition of what we call prayer. Hmm. And when we pray, it's not just with our minds, it's with our hearts. And, and it's not just for ourselves, it's for our brothers and sisters in Christ and for humanity. And so we know God is the Alpha and the Omega. We know how this ends, but pray and pray for forgiveness. And I do believe we're going to see something miraculous to hmm. stop this, but it comes down with prayer and and asking for mercy and accepting what God's mercy is, however, he grants that upon his children. Absolutely. And I've often shared with my audience the caution that in Peter, we read that judgment begins with the house of the Lord. So I thank you for asking the listeners to be repentant and to own our individual responsibility in all of this. Karen, I want to thank you so much. I know you've got a lot more ahead of you with the information that you've discovered and helping people dissect. What's the word? Decipher. Decipher. <laughs> yeah, to decipher it. So I want to wish you well. I want to thank you. Again, I can see that it's very heavy on you. And I will be praying for you beyond this podcast. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I ask that people be good members of America. Know that you have God-given inalienable rights. Don't succumb to this tyrannical sociopathy. Getting injected in exchange for your freedoms is not freedom. It's enslavement. Absolutely. Be very clear about that. And it's against God's will. Absolutely. God bless you, Karen. I'll look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. The actual interview with Karen was nearly twice as long as what you heard because of the weight of the information on her shoulders. What I edited out was not content, but sighs and long pauses and similar laments as she understood the impact of what she shared. She has many people seeking to interview her. The demands on her time and energy right now are enormous, so please pray for her. Stu Peters interviewed Karen Kingston July this year on his show, 
where she provided much more detail, and I have the link for you for that interview in my show notes. There were several patents that Karen looked at, and Stu Peters interviews her about one specific patent. To highlight some of the additional points she made in Stu's interview, I want to now share some bullet points that were recorded by Europe Reloaded in an article online, and there is a link to that article in the show notes as well. Pegylated lipid nanoparticles are present in the patents for the mRNA vaccines. That would be Pfizer and Moderna. The patent is 193 pages long with attachments, and graphene oxide is a trade secret that's not listed in the U.S. patent. Bill Gates had already referred to there being a trade secret in the vaccine. This means it will not be listed and thus unavailable to the public. Everything but graphene oxide is listed. The Chinese patent, however, shows the graphene oxide is present. Peters asked, why would they not list graphene oxide? And Kingston replied, because it's poisonous to humans and it's well known that it is. A second reason is that graphene oxide is the principal ingredient in hydrogel, which is used as part of the human-internet or artificial intelligence interface. So, there's a legitimate theory that these shots are creating some sort of connectivity between humans and 5G. That was a question Stu Peters asked. And he says, is that what's happening here? Kingston replies, they've rushed this out. I think they're seeing how much they can inject into people before they die. Remember, we're supposed to have graphene oxide booster shots every six months to see how much of this can build up in our systems. Kingston continued, graphene is a conductor, which can conduct electricity. If graphene is positively charged, it can annihilate anything it comes into contact with. Right now, these graphene-containing lipids are not charged. They're neutral. It's an ionizable lipid, which gives the mRNA a positive charge to enter the cell. But if there is an electromagnetic field which gives it a positive charge, there can be damage and death, depending on where these nanoparticles are found in the body and in what quantity. Peters asks, who's behind this? And Kingston replies, Shanghai Nanotechnology filed a patent for the use of graphene oxide as experiments in the vaccines. On their website, Tal Zaks, the Moderna CEO, was there. The World Health Organization on the vaccines talks about working together on the vaccines. And you'll see the usual suspects like Peter Daszak from Moderna, NIH and NIAID, there is a group of billionaires and millionaires who have coordinated on the development and execution of these products. Peters asks, why is graphene oxide being used if it's poison? Kingston replies, because it's a great conductor of electricity and it can host a magnetic field, so it can connect you to the internet. Theory is they want to create an interaction between humans and 5G or similar to control thoughts, memories, actions, and more. However, in the interview, Kingston said it is not possible with this round. This was a test run to see how much they can put into people until they die, a dose-finding study. Booster shots are all part of the building up to find the right combination to create the human-artificial intelligence being. A second plan is likely being developed as a result of findings from this first effort, end quote. What we are being caused to seriously consider is the evil effort of merging science fiction into our real-world existence. As far-fetched as that may seem, listen to the content of an email I received from VaxChoice.com the same day I interviewed Karen Kingston. Quote, 
We really are at the point where facts must be bare for all to see so that everyone can decide for themselves whether they want to remain human or become some corporation's intellectual property chattel. The manufacturers, the Center for Disease Control, the Food and Drug Administration, and the World Health Organization have admitted that all four of the Western COVID vaccines cause your body to produce spike proteins. Our bodies do not produce such pathogens naturally. Only genetic modification of our bodies cause such a phenomenon. So there really is no argument about the goals of this quote-unquote vaccine enterprise. The powers are hell-bent on genetically modifying every human on this planet and do not care how many people die in the process, as is demonstrated by the extraordinarily high numbers of deaths and permanent disabilities caused by this grand experiment. One need only look at what's happened to our friends and family in Israel who said, never again. The phrase, never again, arose from the Nuremberg convictions of people who did exactly what our governments are doing today, the exact same thing. If the goal of our governments was to stop COVID infections, then wouldn't you expect them to freely provide or provide access to ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, vitamins, and other such effective therapies for their citizens? Instead, they are hiding the cures, except in a few countries such as India and Japan, who have chosen life and humanity for their people. The powers do not want the general population to know of these cures, and they do not want people to understand that these injectables are gene modification shots. It is our obligation to make these points in every conversation we have with everyone. It's only by confronting the naysayers with truth and facts that we will put a stop to the genocide in progress. Please share your passion and information with all you encounter. The information war, the fight to save our species, is ours to win, end quote. As difficult as all this is to believe, as much as we'd rather believe it's not true, we must take the information we are being presented to the Lord and seek him to help us learn what we must know. Remember, God said, my people perish for lack of knowledge, Hosea 4.1. I highly recommend the website vaxchoice.com. That's V-A-X-X-Choice.com. On that website, you'll find a great deal of helpful information. They provide links and content for understanding some of the technical terms and the infection components. There are also military resources, legal and civil assists, including the ability to file a criminal complaint, see historic updates, and links to get treatments and therapies such as ivermectin and more. On their page, you'll see this question prominently displayed, quote, How much do you really know about the COVID-19 experimental gene therapy shots? about the so-called vaccines, question mark. They provide a petition to stop the shots, which I encourage everyone to sign. I hope to have convinced you by now the enemy of God is working through his victims, people who have been promised wealth, fame, and power who do not believe in God and are seeking to act as though they are God and have control over people and are able to actually create a hybrid being, part human and part artificial intelligence. The enemy of God is trying to steal humanity from God and make them over according to his plan. I am not a doctor and I'm not giving medical advice. I am asking you to do your own research and I hope you'll conclude not to take the jab. And if you have already taken the jab, not to take any booster inoculations. 
Also, to do everything within your power to prevent children from being inoculated. Very recently, the FDA violated its own requirements by approving mix-and-match boosters. Dr. Jane Ruby, interviewed by Stu Peters, clearly upset, explained how this cannot legitimately be done without a clinical drug interaction study. There have been no studies to know how the originally approved so-called vaccines will interact with any other medications, such as blood pressure meds or aspirin or anything else. And now the FDA is allowing a mix and match of booster products, recommending arbitrary dosages. Please watch the 12-minute video to learn more. The link is in the show notes. The Vaccine Adverse Effects Reporting System, VAERS, is a voluntary reporting system from the government that's been estimated to account for only 1% of vaccine injuries. OpenVAERS provides data built from the VAERSHHS.gov website. Through October 15, 2021, OpenVAERS reported a total of 26,182 deaths due to the COVID vaccine. They reported 83,412 total reported hospitalizations and 808,042 vaccine adverse event reports. Yet, quoting from the CDC's own site, we read, quote, Any time such an irregularity is found in a vaccine lot which could make it unsafe, the manufacturer, in collaboration with the United States Food and Drug Administration, will recall it immediately, end quote. We have to ask what in the world is going on? If you've listened to my podcast before, then you've heard me say God is intentionally allowing all manner of evil to be exposed to wake people up to the truth about the extent of evil in the world, the truth that Satan exists, and the fact that God exists. We are being caused to learn that Satan and his minions have a tremendous number of human victims who are willing to do his will. Some of these people openly serve Satan, and others are deceived and unaware of their state. And what is the will of Satan? To lie, kill, rob, and steal. But those of us who belong to God through faith in Jesus Christ have nothing to fear. There is nothing that's been done that God isn't completely aware of. And consistent with his proven faithfulness, he will bring justice against all that has set itself up against his perfect will. In the days, weeks, and few short months ahead, we will see more and more truth revealed, and we will see God's righteous judgment administered. Early in this program, I asked you to notate the main concern or question you have regarding the mandated so-called vaccine. Hopefully, your concerns or questions for many of you have been answered today, but if not, perhaps they will in the next couple of shows that I have planned with attorney Brad Dacus and Dr. Brian Artis. I asked you to let me know your concerns and questions so I can pray for you and plan future shows to help you get the solutions you need. I want you to email me. Here's my email address, faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. Let me know what you still need or if I've helped you. I really want to hear from you. Now let me close with some prophetic hope for us all. On October 3rd, 2021, the Lord spoke to Donna Rigney from Salt Springs, Florida. She posted the prophecy with the title, His Truth and Justice Will Prevail. God said, quote, When my glory arrives, at the same time judgment will come upon the wicked. Light and darkness cannot dwell side by side. My light, my glory, will drive out the darkness of evil until it is no more. 
when my people, who are truly mine, bring my glory into the dark regions, I will be magnified and evil will appear for what it is and will be shunned. Truth always accompanies my glory because I am truth. Those who love the darkness and have facilitated wickedness to rule over my children will hate my glory and be undone by it. All they have hidden and used to deceive my children will be exposed for what it is as my truth is manifested. Judgment will fall on the wicked. For the good of the world, and even for the good of those that wickedness inhabits and uses to spread evil and great harm, I will be bringing justice and judgment forth. End quote. Next week, we'll consider the legal side of our present-day issues with Brad Dacus, a constitutional lawyer who is leading the way, helping people protect their God-given rights and freedoms. As I've shared, it's vital we partner with God for His will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. In these unprecedented days, we can expect God to display His power like never before on behalf of His people. Our God, who is faithful, will not be mocked. If you've liked what you've heard from me today, I ask you to show your support in whatever way you can. I offer my books and other products from my web store, which you can get through faithtoliveby.com. Be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, and receive a 20% discount on up to two products. And if you haven't already, make a point of getting my Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. It's a great way to display your faith and encourage others. And if you don't want it on your bumper, stick it on the lower portion of your rear window. Also, consider becoming a subscriber to my bi-monthly e-newsletter, which will make you a preferred member where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. And with so much going on, let's make a point of connecting on social media. You'll find my contact information in the show notes. Be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on Charisma Podcast Network and on my website, faithtoliveby.com. On that landing page, there's a link and more information about my sponsors and partners. Again, if you've been blessed by my ministry, purchasing the goods and services I bring you is how you can support me, which would be greatly appreciated. And depending on where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps this show reach more people and helps spread the gospel. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.